Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So at the end of the Mike Evans Family Foundation Gala, they turn on the lightning game against the Rangers. And a lot of people stayed. It was in this ballroom at the Marriott, just down the street from Annalee. I'm telling you, uh, Steve, you were there. You were in the arena, of course. And they had the volume up where we were, and it was very loud. And that's, that's among the most exciting few minutes I think I've seen in lightning hockey. I know they've won two Stanley Cups. I know that they've been this far before um but this these moments where like between the time that the rangers well, first of all uh steven stamkos gets the penalty the rangers tie it up and then what less than 30 seconds later 21 stamkos, seconds later yeah stamkos for the game winner that exchange right there like that, that little if you could take that time capsule that's among the most excited i think lightning fans have like in lightning history like if you could just take that We'll see what happens. Of course, we're trying to talk about the history that they're trying to make going to their third straight. They've already made it going to the third straight Stanley Cup. Um, but that exchange between the time that, you know, the Rangers tie it, Stamp goes goes to the box, the Rangers tie it, and then he comes out and scores. I'm telling you, that was some fantastic uh, Tampa Bay sports right there. That's it in a nutshell. Well, if you, you know, watching the game or if you were there, the Lightning, for the first 40 minutes of that game, put on a clinic mm-hmm. in hockey. I, yeah. I mean, the Rangers had 22 shot attempts in the first 40 minutes. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I looked up at the, I think I want to say at the end of the second period, they had about 12 or 14 shots, yeah. something like that, maybe. Yeah, they, The Lightning absolutely suffocated the Rangers, who were on the brink of elimination. Mm-hmm. Absolutely suffocated. Now, in the third period... They did come out, and they were throwing everything they had at it. And they got a couple yeah. power plays, which helped them, which right. ultimately got them the, the, the game. Got them the goal. I mean, yeah. It was a party. I mean, it, it, you could feel it that the Lightning are winning this game. I mean, the, oh, only, yeah. the only thing you were thinking going to the third is don't take a penalty. Right. Because the Rangers have zero answers. I mean, absolutely right. no answers for what the Lightning. Sorelli, Kalorn, and Hagel. Oh, my goodness. I, I, don't, I can't remember a shift they were in their own end. Hmm. They were constantly in the Rangers' end, and while they didn't score, the Rangers could do nothing to them. They're just cycling yeah. the puck around and, and just forechecking, and mm. Zabinajad or whoever, and that's usually who they were out there against, could do nothing, absolutely yeah. nothing in this game. It was, it was a clinic of what they did. Stamkos ends up taking that penalty. They get a power play goal, and you're thinking, oh, crap, as well as this team has played. Right. You know, but to come out the next shift – and then score, and so you've got five minutes and change left, and you allowed two shots the rest of the way as the Rangers are facing elimination. That's it. Yeah. It was a clinic what they did. Yeah, it reminded me of last year, um, to some extent the year before, and, and the thing is, mm-hmm. like, Igor Shosturkin was really good. Like, that mm-hmm. that could have been a much, you know, they, they could have been winning by more than one goal, so it was a very competitive game from that standpoint. Both goaltenders were great. Um, but they have... 
a commitment when they're dialed in, when they're making you go 200 feet, when they're you know forechecking the way they do, and they have so much zone time and putting so many pucks on the neck, they just suffocate you. I mean, they they just they just squeeze the life out of you, and you can see the frustration you know on the Rangers. And I mean, look, we're we're always going to go back to this moment, right? Down two games to none, down two to nothing in game three. That that was the Rangers' moment, and we said at the you know during this series like rust versus rest, definitely that the Lightning suffered from the layoff. I think, however, the longer this series were to go, the more it was going to benefit Tampa Bay for being off. Mm-hmm. They look quicker, they look fresher, um, and I think that I think that's where you saw it. I think you mm-hmm. started to see, you know, which team had a little more hop. Um, and they just didn't give the Rangers anything. The Rangers played their 20th game in 40 days. Only yeah. once in that span did they have two days in a row off. Right. And, th- and that's what happens when you don't have a short series in the playoffs. They went to seven against the Penguins. They went to seven against the Hurricanes. You don't get time off. You don't get to rest. And the injuries right. start mounting, too. We know Dylan Strom was hurt. Exactly. Uh, you know, we know they had other injuries. You know, you could see Strom struggling. I mean, he missed what game four, played game five and six, but you could tell he wasn't one hundred percent. You know, when you when you don't have a short series somewhere along the way, it's really hard to win a Stanley Cup because it's just so many games in a short amount of time, and they're physical games and they're mental games too. The mental grind of it is just as much as the physical. But yeah. the, but the Lightning, uh, Igor Shosturkin was fantastic. Uh, no question, he's one of the best goalies in the league. He he played fantastic. The Lightning are just a better team than the Rangers at this time. The yeah, Rangers and the point. Rangers are going to get better, and they're going to be good for a while. But the Lightning are a better team, despite what some of the New York writers have been writing <laughs> early Your on boy, the series. His name? Stan Fischler. <laughs> Stan Fischler. He's I, I, a legend. I, he's a legend, and I love this tweet from after Game Two. He says, "Save your analytics." Here's the deal as I've been trying to tell you. The jaded Tampa Bay Lightning respectfully are done. Toast. A sweep is in the works. They've lost to a better, younger New York Rangers team, and they've lost to attrition as in injuries as in Braden Point. As I noted in a conservative prediction of a six-game series win for the Rangers, goaltending rules. The Lightning's Andre Vasilevsky is tired, vulnerable, and failed to steal game two. He had to in order to keep his club alive. Add New York's depth as a reason why the Bolts' home ice equals zero. And then he goes on, you know, there's a reason why teams don't win three straight cups and da da da. da yeah. But yeah, freezing cold takes uh, is going to take that. Ooh, that one that. did not age well. It did not age well. They did not win another game after that. And, and I'll yeah. give him credit. He has eaten it on Twitter since then. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, what choice does he have, right? And I agree with everything you said. I mean, we'll get into like John Cooper made some of those comments too that he thinks that the Rangers are going to be around for a while for the same reasons the Lightning are, which is in large part due to their goaltending, and Shesterkin has that ability too. So we'll talk more about the Lightning here in just a second and, and about their match uh, in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals against Colorado. But first, uh, have you been outside? Yeah, it's melting out there. And we don't want you to suffer the summer with that old AC system. Do this for us, folks. Please call the experts at Air Rescue. Air Rescue offers superior service at really just unbeatable prices. Now, your air conditioning unit is going to perform 10% better and last longer with regular maintenance by Air Rescue. They have an award-winning team. They deliver 24 hours. In fact, they have emergency service 24-7, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. 
for residential. Uh, they have installation and um, repairs, and it's family-owned. Over 75 years in the business. You can't beat these folks at Air Rescue. And get this, sometimes the money's short, but you got to have AC, man. You're not going to die down here uh, not having AC. But they got 100%, 100% financing, affordable payments, very easy application process, no administration or bank fees or any kind of extra cost with all that financing. What do you else do you want, man? Call Air Rescue at 813-612-5600, or you can go to airrescueflorida.com for your air conditioning experts. It's Air Rescue. So to put in perspective of what this team has done, the Lightning, uh, going already, just going back to a, a finals for three straight years, um, mm-hmm. forgetting about whether they win it or not, which puts them in an o- a whole other category. This is the sort of thing that I don't think – 50 years from now, you know, we'll, we'll begin to really appreciate. And, you know, as great as the Rays have been, and they've been great, and they won 100 games last year, and they've been to two World Series, and, you know, won the ALEs back-to-back and all of that, as as great as the Bucks have been under Tom Brady, winning a Super Bowl his first year, uh, 29 games in two seasons, going back to the NFC Divisional Playoff game, so close to beating the Rams and maybe going to another Super Bowl. And Brady's back another year. I don't think in my lifetime anyway, and I don't know how many more years I've got left, but maybe in my son's lifetime, we will see a run in the in Tampa Bay sports. It's very unlikely we will see a team in Tampa Bay sports history go to the championship of their respective sport three straight seasons, much less win at least two and maybe three. We'll see what the rest of the story is. But just the mere fact that this team is in the finals for a third straight year as back-to-back champions, it, it will take years to really – I mean, we've witnessed it. We've seen it through a pandemic, through um, you know quarantine, um, partial fans, like you know shortened seasons uh, or off-seasons rather – the most reprehensible circumstances in some ways, but there's no way to put in perspective right now when you're in the middle of it. And John Romano wrote about this, and I totally agree with him. Uh, Savor this right now. Forget about what happens beginning Wednesday, you know, against Colorado. Please understand what you're witnessing because it is phenomenal and unprecedented what this group of guys, and mostly a core group, of players and, of course, some very important additions all three years, really, have done to get to this point. Three straight finals. It's just, it's remarkable. And they're the the best, to me, they're the best organization in sport right now. Uh, It's hard to argue. I mean, you look at the run they're on for the last eight years. Yeah. The most wins, six Eastern Conference finals. Six. Four Stanley Cup finals. They've won two cups already. A shot right. at their third. Shot at a third. I mean, and I wish I could. F- I'm trying to find the, the tweet, but in the last 40 years, teams that have made three consecutive championship games: the Lightning, the Oilers in the mid 80s, the Bulls right. in the 90s twice, mm-hmm. and there's another team somewhere in there. I don't. I can't remember who it was. Oh, the Yankees did it like 08 to 2010. Okay, and there may be one other, but that's it. I mean, it's a short list. You yeah. don't. Oh the, oh, the Patriots did it too. They went to three straight Super Bowls. It's so rare, and and mm. and this team isn't done. 
I mean, next year, most of this team's going to be back, too. It's an incredible run. I mean, um, what they've done in hockey, and let me pull up. I want to get the, the info right here. The Vulture in the Stanley Cup for the final for the fifth time in franchise history. Only three non-original six franchises have more appearances in the Stanley okay, Cup Okay, stop there. Yeah. Stop there. Only three yeah. non-original six teams have yeah. more appearances. The Flyers have been in their eight. The Oilers, seven. And the Penguins, six. Tampa Bay joined the NHL in 1992. Edmonton joined 20 years before that. <laughs> Philly and Pittsburgh joined five years before Edmonton. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible what this team has done. And and the core is the same. Now, the one mm-hmm. thing, it was really, you know, John Cooper sometimes, you know, can be exquisite after games or he can just not be very good at all. He was phenomenal after this this championship, Eastern Conference championship. What he said, you know, you tend to think that, wow, like lightning struck twice or struck and they've had this run. No. They put in the work, man. Like, this mm-hmm. team could have folded itself a long time ago. All the, you know, you, you t- mentioned all the finals they've been to. They didn't win them. You know, they, they didn't mm-hmm. always win them. And, you know, whether it was losing to Chicago um, in the Stanley Cup finals, whether it was losing to Washington in the Eastern Conference finals, uh, all the all the trials that this team had to go through, to get to this point, you know, and, and as John Torrella said the other day, I think I woke up a monster um, or created a monster mm-hmm. when Columbus swept them, you know, after they won uh, the most games or had the most points in, in the NHL that year. That's really where this is born from. You know, it, it's born from all those close calls, you know, and they could have rip the team apart. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the players themselves could have become frustrated, but all it did was sharpen them and sharpen their resolve. And that's a hard thing to do in sport, you know, to, to, to bump your head against it so many times. I think we tend to look at the right now and just say, wow, they're mm-hmm. on an incredible run. Well, no, this run is born of failure. You well, know what I mean? It's the, born the, of the, the Bulls, of heartache. The Bulls' runs for years were, you know, it was you had to get through Boston and you had to get through Detroit. Detroit, yeah. You know, and 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 the Lightning. I mean, they were up two games to one against Chicago in the fifteenth yeah. Stanley Cup, and they lose three straight for the first time that season. Mm-hmm. The next year, they get back to the Eastern Conference Finals, take a three games to two lead on Pittsburgh. Yeah, lose game six and seven. The next Crush. season, they get off to a really bad start, get hot late, but miss the playoffs. Yep. The team as talented as they are missed the playoffs. The next year they come back, they go back to the Eastern Conference Finals, take another three games to two lead, and don't don't score another goal the rest of the series. Washington yeah, goes was on. Game six and seven. I was at I think I was at one or both of them and see a goal. Yeah, six was here, seven was there. But yeah. Then or, or I'm sorry. No, seven was yeah, here. Seven was here. Back, yeah. that backwards. Then the next year they go on and set NHL records, 62 wins, 128 points. Oh, they lit fools up, lit them up. They win all the trophies, the Hart Trophy, yeah. the yeah. Vesna, the Norris. Mm-hmm. They're winning them all. Mm-hmm. And then they get swept. After a 3-1 to one lead or a 3-0 three three lead. Yeah. lead in mm-hmm. game one. Yep. Yeah. And, and you, we can talk about the reasons why they got swept. But then they have to go to the NHL honors after the Stanley Cup is awarded that year because Kucherov's winning an award and Vasilevsky's winning an award and Hedman's winning an award and the team's being recognized and 
They have to go, and they're seeing Keenan Thompson up there making fun of them all night long. Yeah, and I remember they have to, that. They have to sit there and eat it, and they did. But you know what? That monster that Tortorella talked about, I mean, all this is part of it. Yep. You know, you don't become that good just because you're that good. Right. You know, it's those scars. It's the, That's what drives them. Yeah. It's, but you've got to have the right leadership. You've got to have yeah. the right guys in that room because a, a lot of players that resolve, you might you might have that resolve, but it, but it doesn't fuel you the way it's fueled this team. Mm-hmm. Th- this team plays with a chip. This, this team remembers all every one of those that you just mentioned. They, you know, the core of them, uh, to their core, uh, like you said, has scar tissue. And they draw on it, man. And they draw on it at the most important times. And they're so they're so committed to, you know, um, playing the right way and not caring who gets credit and not trying to do more or less than they need to do. And they just they're the ultimate definition of a great team. And it starts with goaltending, I think. You know, I mean, look what look what Vasilevsky has done in series clinching games. Mm-hmm. How few goals he has allowed, but it's a team. It's a team thing, man. Well, in, and the leadership. In game six, game six last night. I mean, this team yeah. didn't, didn't give up a lot. To Vaz. I mean, Vazzy no. made the saves he needed to. Sure, but he didn't have that many chances. Right. He didn't need them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That may have been one of his easier clinching games, to be honest. Probably was. Probably was. He didn't face that many shots or that many hard chances. And and um, but you know, and and then I'm sorry, but I'm I'm kind of sentimental this way. You know, a couple years ago when they were in the bubble and Stamkos came back, what was it, game five or something like mm-hmm. that, whatever he came in and had that one shift and scored. Like that's still to me one of the big goosebump moments in sports, and certainly in Tampa Bay sports. Like, how the hell did that happen, right? And you, you look back on it, and he was with them a the whole way. He had a personal tragedy during that mm-hmm. Stanley Cup, I believe. His wife lost a child. I mean, they yeah. had all kinds of things were going on. Um, Stamkos, who just you know at that point in his career, injuries have just had just gotten him right. Like it just didn't look like he was ever going to get out from under um, what had just been this string of of, of bad luck and. Um, you know, at the worst time. And, and for him to have come from that point um, to the Hall of Fame moments that he just had the other night, scoring the two goals in the clinching game, um, you know, against the Rangers, that's the stuff of legend. Like that, that is what is, you know, when they talk about champions and they talk about the history of this game, I mean, Stamkos, you know, to me, if there was any doubt, he's he is he is sealing his Hall of Fame entry, um, you know, with with every win and every performance. And I didn't realize this. Really, I didn't realize this has not missed a game in this season. Mm-hmm. This not a game. You could argue this was his best season ever. Yeah. I mean, he had 60 goals in the season. He's had previously, more goals. Yeah. But sure. he, he had the most points of the season. Set the franchise record over a hundred points. Over a hundred, yeah. That's the franchise record he set. Mm-hmm. He had to carry this team when Nikita Kucherov missed basically the first half of the season, and Braden Point missed a chunk of that first half. Right. You know he was the offense. He was carrying this team at that point. Right. And he's been playing phenomenal in this playoffs too. And plays all over the ice. Like mm-hmm. I'm telling you, at the end of Game Six, when they got into that, and they got into that. Fight, just a melee, sort of. Oh, game five, when, yeah. When yep. Cooch, yeah. Oh, it was game five. Yeah, Cooch, yeah. Game five. Cooch fires the puck late and it hits a guy and he cross checks him and then it was on right. And when when the captain 
got into it and was taking chunks out of dudes. That was like mm-hmm. fire I haven't seen. And, and it really like even his own teammates were like banging sticks on that one. Like that was that's pretty cool to see. Who was laying on the ice to block shots at the end of the game six? To clinch Yes. Yes. It was Stamkos laying down blocking shots. It was Steven Stamkos, yes. And that's a guy mm-hmm. you're almost going, if he didn't do that, you're okay with it because of his injury history. Right. But that's not and the way he Because of plays. what he means. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, no, it's it was it was inspiring. Like I like there are some performances that are just inspiring. And for him, you know, look, the penalty could have changed the narrative of the whole series. You know, the Rangers probably going to lose one to nothing they get the power play they hadn't beaten them five on five i think their last three goals of the series were power play goals and so they get the goal and if they win that game if they come back score again somewhere and and they they beat them two to one they go back to new york that could have changed history and stamkos's history and everything else um a bad a bad play by him i don't think it was necessary he gets the interference call um grabs the guy I, i again i you know but, but, what does he do? You know, back on the ice, 20-something seconds later, boom, scores the game winner. I mean, that's the stuff of legends right there. That's the resolve. That's, you know, the we don't panic. Um, you know, we always think we have a chance. Well, even if it goes into overtime, like, um, but it's easy to say. Like, you can say that. Like, I'm going to get them back. You know, I'm going to get that one back. But to da- go out there and actually do it, like, less than 30 seconds later, it's mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. How like about that pass from Palat? Oh my Cooch, God! Oh. That then sprung Stamkos. I mean, look, Palat. You could argue had the best series of, of anybody, right? He's been incredible this whole playoffs. Even though, yeah, his point total is not always high. I mean, obviously, no. he had the two game winners in this series late, but but the number of plays he makes. No, he's been phenomenal. He, but he's been phenomenal the last few seasons. That's I mean, true. He, it's a, it's amazing because you have Stamkos, you have Kucherov, you have Braden Point, you have Victor Hedman, you have Andre sure. Vasquez. Andre Palat doesn't get talked about. Right. He just produces. Yeah. Year in and year out. I mean, you know, the last few years he's been on that line with Point and Kucherov during the playoffs. Sure. And he's, he's always been, the third guy on the best line. Mm-hmm. It seems. You know what I mean? With with Tyler Johnson and, and Kucherov, you know, that yep. line, yeah, back in the day. It seems like he's always the third guy you mentioned, but he's still here, and it might be his last year, I guess. You know, with all the free agency that they have to, you know, to um, atone for. But I mean, man, what a series! What a, what a postseason he has had! What a run! Yeah. And and it continues, and it continues now in Colorado against what I, by almost any measurement, I think you could argue that Colorado has been the best team all year. In, uh, they didn't win respect. the president's trophy, although no, they, they led no. it for a lot of the season. They were there, though. I mean, uh, they were in the mm-hmm. yeah. were close. They're, I I believe they're the best team in hockey. They had the best mm-hmm. season, I should say. Maybe that's a better way to put it. That might be a better way to put it. Yeah, they're deep. They're fast. They're physical. Yeah, I don't trust their goalie. I know that's going to be that's and that's the whole thing, right? Yeah. Like that's. And That's if, the it, confidence pick right there, mm-hmm. right? But also, that if was, they if they play defense the way they played against some of those Western Conference teams in the playoffs, they're in trouble. The Lightning will light them up, absolutely, because they played a pretty. I mean, I think they're capable of playing better, but they played yeah. a very leaky defense a lot of that playoffs. Oh yeah, game one. Remember, it was but, game one eight six or something like that. They were facing Mike Smith. They were True. facing uh, UC Soros. 
Jordan mm-hmm. Bennington was there for a little, but then he got hurt, and now you're in the backup St. Louis goalie. I mean, right. they didn't face a good goalie either for a, right. a, a, for a whole series. Right. I mean, you're sitting there going, nah. I mean, it's it's kind of like New York was facing second and third string goalies leading into the Tampa series. That's right. Colorado's kind of been the same way. It's you know, Mike Smith's a starter, but do you trust him back there? No, no. You know, no. you face the backup once ben- Bennington got hurt. Okay. You know, it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, Colorado can come at you in waves, and I think they're deeper than any team and, and, and faster than the Lightning have faced this playoffs. But, but I, I still don't think their back end's nearly as good as the Lightning's. And I mean, this is this is the series you face the other best team, right? This is this mm-hmm. is what this mm-hmm. these are the teams that survive. It's supposed to be a team that can can win it all, and they can, um, and they have superstars because you don't get here without them. But when you get this far, um, there has to be something, you know, the pedigree that the Lightning have as having already done this. As already having one back to back, and you know each each series is different. Each team they played were different, and you're right. Uh, if you looked at the last, you know, if uh, the third Stanley Cup Finals, this this may be well be. You're right. This may well be the best team they played during this run in a final. Mm-hmm. They're better than Montreal for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, they may be better than the Islanders teams the last couple of years. They might be better than any uh, of those. This teams, is probably yeah. the best team they will have faced. Mm-hmm. In the three years, but definitely not the best goalie they faced. But not the best goaltending, and that, and I'm sorry, but that seems to me to be where the it's not it's going to be a huge advantage in the fact that you know the Lightning have so much confidence in him back there and and know how to protect them. And if they if they you know keep their same resolve and their same system, um, they're going to couple get a couple days here, but not too many days. Now Colorado has to battle the rust. They'll have nine days rest. off the same days, the same amount the Lightning had off going into the Rangers. That's series. a hard thing to do, man. And you talk about goaltending, I think that's where it shows up the best or the worst, as the case may be. I, I, I can't help but think that Vassie, you know, a guy that likes to play a lot, right, used to playing every other night, doesn't take many days off, certainly none during the postseason. I think that's probably the person that was most affected because he's never coming off the ice. And if you if you go ahead and, and sort of translate that over to Colorado – uh, and a lesser goaltender than Vassy was, if it affected Veslovsky, it's going to affect everybody. So, yeah, I mean, again, the mission is, if you're the Tampa Bay Lightning, go get one of these two games in Colorado, mm-hmm. take the home ice away, and, and move on. And, yeah, and the pressure's They've been on great Colorado. this year at home. I mean, that's the thing about the Lightning now. This year, they've been great at home. That's six straight at home now, I think? Yeah. I don't think they've lost, right? They did early, but they uh, they haven't. Not in a while. I mean, yeah. it's been yeah. They're on a they're on a run here. But yeah, they they've been fantastic at home. The pressure's on Colorado. Mm-hmm. They're the favorites. Yep. They're at home. The Lightning just need to steal one of the first two. Doesn't matter That's which it. one. You could lay a dud in game one, even. Sure. It doesn't. You know, Alex Kalorn said this, and it's, I think it's something we know, but he put it really succinctly and and. Said it goes. Look, the, the team that wins is the ones that get better as the series, the series goes on. And Tampa yeah. Bay does that, right? They get right. better as the series goes on. Mm-hmm. I don't think every other team can say that. Mm-mm. 
You know, I mean, I, that, that Stan Fischler tweet and, and many other New York media and, and guys who cover the Rangers, you know, they, the Rangers already won the series. It was over. It's not. I mean, it's not until you win four. Yeah. It's, it's not win two. It's win four. Right. Yeah. You know, and even in game two of the Rangers series, that third period, you could see the Lightning started figuring things out. Mm-hmm. And you knew that series wasn't going to go a sweep to the Rangers. Right. You didn't, you know, maybe the Lightning don't win it. You don't know. But you could see that, okay, they started to figure it out. They make adjustments, and they do it very well. And, and the, I think they self-analyze very well. And, yeah. and they've talked about that, even in the room. Like, when they, when they go through film sessions, and I know you've heard Pierre Edward Belmar say this and others. You know, they go through film sessions, and it's not just Riley Nash getting picked on right. for a mistake. It's Steven Stamkos. It's Nikita Kucherov. It's mm-hmm. their equal opportunity of... This was a mistake. This this is what we need to fix, and it it doesn't matter who who it is on the tape, right? And in the room, what they say things. It's it's about getting better as a team. It's not they don't they don't play favorites or protect guys. It's right. They're honest in there, and I don't know how true that is in in every locker room. Right, and they get, and they do get better. They get better as the series goes on, and and you know you've seen that. And look, it's hard really hard to go down two games to nothing in a seven-game series and then come back and win it, much less mm-hmm. win it in six. Um, that's rare, you know. I, 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 remember, I forget the stats, but I remember when they were down 2-0, didn't, didn't look real good for them. Um, so you don't ideally you don't want to do that, but it also shows that they are cr- able to correct their mistakes. It shows that they're able to, you know, to bury the performances and learn from the ones that they, you know, that they don't, when they don't win. And they come out and they're better for it the next the next time out. So, I'm look. I just we still got a few days until Wednesday, but I totally agree with Romano. Go read him in, in the Tampa mm-hmm. Bay Times and on TampaBay.com. This is something to savor right now. Um, who knows what will happen? You know, starting Wednesday, and and maybe maybe they skate off and 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 have a threepeat, which is just unfathomable in my opinion. Like that. The, to, to win a championship, and especially that one, we talked about this, like, you know, there's parity uh, in the NFL like nobody's business, right? There's a salary cap, and there is in the NHL too, I understand that. Um, but, you know, you, you can sometimes win three games. You can have home home field throughout the playoffs. Like, it's, it's one and loser go home. They're not serious. The war of attrition... Um, the mental fatigue, uh, the actual fatigue, like there can't be a championship that's harder on the soul, uh, than the NHL Stanley cup playoffs. I mean, that's what makes it so great. It's what makes the finals so great. And for them to have done this and run this marathon three years in a row and be in front three years in a row is just something that I'll never see in my lifetime again. And, Hey, if it inspires the Rays or, uh, and and the Bucks and um look like a fool, I look like Stan, you know, for saying this. I just don't think we're going to see it because I I just know how hard it is to win championships in in North American sports, and they're making it look easy, and it's so incredibly difficult. And so, don't take it for granted because this is not this is nowhere near approaching the norm, um, you know. And what what this organization is from the top down is from Jeffrey Vinick on down. They should be applauded, and you know, it's as good as anything in sport right now. And I'm, 
I'm excited for their Lightning fans. I mean, I I don't I can't imagine you know what it's like. I mean, what a ride uh, to know that you have this team to root for. It's just just phenomenal. And 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 I did mention. Um, and look, I'm going to kind of segue here. It's an awkward one, but on the same night this is occurring, Mike Evans is having his first. Uh, ever gala for his family foundation now he's had the family foundation for a number of years and we know he does a lot of things with scholarships um you know uh things to uh help uh, the survivors of domestic abuse um you know children in general uh, and more things than we even know about it because mike is not one to seek publicity for any of it but this was a big deal at the marriott this was a big gala with a lot of money raised and i mean a lot of money raised uh, we don't have the totals yet, but it was impressive. Um, they had a silent auction. They had a real auction. Uh, they had people just, you know, yelling out, uh, sponsorship dollars and things like that. And the most impressive thing to me, and maybe I'm overplaying this, maybe not, is that, you know, he took the time at his own gala to honor what he called like 13 pillars of the community. And many of them were, you know, Buccaneer people, uh, Brian Ford and, um, you know, uh, the social justice council that they have with the Bucks, which is Ali Marpet and Donovan Smith, guys like that. Um, so there were a number of, of people with, you know, within the community and the Bucks community in general. Um, the Jackson Action 83 Foundation, um, Vincent Jackson's uh, widow was there. That was quite a moment, standing ovation for them. And so he took the time out to do that. But when you see someone like Tom Brady, you know, show up. Because we're all kind of wondering, what if Brady will be here? He was there. And he not only was there, but he was there with his two kids, you know, uh, Vivian and and Benjamin. And he sat right in the front. And it got to be the point where they had to bring in, you know, some security to sit around the poor guy or him and his family were going to be pestered to death. Because everybody wanted a photo. Everybody wanted to say hi. And he tolerated all of that. Um, But he showed up for Mike Evans. And he, and he did, and he was leaving the next day to go to New York uh, with his family and and spend time with his son up there uh, as well. And it just it, it was impressive, and it was impressive, you know, to see the core of this team. And there were a bunch of other Buccaneers there as well throughout the audience. Um, Carlton Davis, one of those guys that was honored with that group. Um, you know, I saw Cyril Grayson. Like, there's a lot of players that came out to support Mike. And Mike uh, is as is good a player as, as the Bucks have ever had, okay? He he is on a career arc that's going to take him to Canton. I really believe he's going to be there. Uh, you know, he's had eight straight seasons of 1,000 yards. He's approaching 10,000 yards for a career, which used to be a pretty good benchmark for making the Hall of Fame. It's changed now with, you know, with the amount of passing yards in the game and that sort of thing. But, um you know, Mike's a Super Bowl champion. He's a multiple-time Pro Bowler. He has a chance uh, to, to to make it to Canton. And it was just, you know, for Tom Brady to to not leave town, to wait, to come to this event, uh, his kids were so well-behaved. Benjamin bid $10,000 on a game-worn jersey by Mike and got it. Uh, so kudos to Benjamin. I don't know where he got ten grand laying around, but hey. Uh, I guess you're, you know, doing a lot of homework or whatever, but, um, but you know, that was just another contribution by, uh, by TB12 to his teammate. It was just really cool. I say this because this is a special bunch of players on this team. 
you know, like you talk about the Lightning and you talk about that core of players with Stamkos mm-hmm. and Hedman and Kucherov and Kalorn and, you know, all those guys. There's a group of guys that are the core of the Buccaneers team, and it all changed, no doubt, having Tom Brady, who was the Lord of the Rings, you know, greatest quarterback of all time, my next ring is my favorite, all that. That's real. That's why they got the last one. But they, but Tom Brady doesn't come here unless it's a special, a special uh, group of players and talented guys, and they got that going now. And I don't know what Todd Bowles is going to do. I don't know if that's going to be better, worse, the same. I mean, there's a lot of highway ahead of these guys. Um, but much like the Lightning, this this current Buccaneer core is pretty important. It's pretty it's pretty rare. And when you talk to them, um, they all do stuff in the community. They all care about each other. That's the biggest thing is they all care about each other. They all support each other on and off the field. It's really neat to see. So we're living in a very blessed time. Um, and that arena, or that arena, that ballroom was full. And, and the community came out to support Mike, who I know is going to do great things with, uh, with the money he raised. So it was a great night. I was glad I was there. Uh, I was glad to be able to contribute to his, to his foundation and stuff. And um, really impressive that, that Tom you know, took the time and, and the effort to come and, and participate. And it was just really good to see. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And last but not least, the Tampa Bay Rays uh, managed to at least salvage one game in their series uh, at Minnesota after uh, having left here with a sweep of the Cardinals, but they um, they got the final game anyway. Now it's on to the Evil Empire. After a day off today, they're going to play the New York Yankees. And as good as the Rays have been, and look, with all their injuries, and they have a ton of injuries right now, you know, they're 10 games over 500, which most years you'd be like, yeah, I'll take it. That's pretty damn good. And you know what? It is. Uh, they've done it with just the, the slightest bit of offense. They did win five to nothing, you know, on Sunday. But um, you know, for the most part, they've been challenged to say the very least, scoring runs. But they're in third place in the American League East. Like for all their effort, the Yankees are just running away. Uh, and Aaron Judge, who bet on himself, is you know having a Maris-like year for the Yankees. And you know, so this is a big series. This is a, they're all big when you play when you play in the American League East, whoever you're playing, but especially in New York, uh, for for the Rays to try to make up a little bit of ground. But as it stands right now, I think they would make the postseason. All you know, three or maybe even four teams in the East would. But it's a uphill swim against this Yankee team, who just pummeled the Chicago Cubs, uh, and um, you know, so I'm I'm anxious to see sort of how they how they perform up there, but, um, yeah, it's... I, I am too, it, but but on on a better note for the Rays, Shane Boz was back this weekend. He was. Maybe he wasn't he effective, well, but, but he was But back. he's back. I mean, you know... Yeah, that helps. Patino was starting to rehab now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Kittredge is having Tommy John surgery. That's bad. Terrible. Uh, but, you know, you're starting to hopefully get some more of these pitchers back. 
But pitching has not been, you know, their pitching has been phenomenal, and it is going to help them to get those guys back. I'm not going to minimize that. The problem is they got they they don't they don't they are challenged to score runs like they have never been before, and that's saying something, right? Zanino now on the IL with the shoulder problem. You know, he had 30 bombs a year ago. We have no idea where Brandon Lau is. He had 39 bombs a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiermaier hit another home run. I think he's now tied again with Randy Rosarina for Dropped the lead. Dropped a ball, too. Dropped a ball. How about that? <laughs> yeah. And by the way, the base running. Oh, my God. This team horrendous does so many things well. They can analyze everything pitch by pitch and <laughs> yeah. change your mechanics and bring in hitters that are on the scrap heap elsewhere and become serviceable, if not plus hitters here. They can yep. turn G-Man Choi into a at least an Defensive average, if not first better, better yeah. than average first baseman. Yeah. Base running is awful on this team. Horrendous. They And like I said, you know, if, if you – you challenge it, and they just make the outfielder makes a hell of a throw home, and you get thrown out. Okay, you tip your cap. I mean, not every out on the base pass is a bad out, mm-hmm. but they make a lot of bad outs on the base pass. They had three on Saturday, oh. and a, one was a pick. Like, and I didn't know this. Like when they, you know, the Rays obviously lead the league uh, in outs on the bases, but it didn't even include things like pickoffs, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me. Yeah, and Rosarina you know? was picked off on Saturday, I believe it was. And he was picked off. And, they, yeah, they they, were, they get tagged out everywhere. I mean, that's all they do is they get tagged out everywhere. But Kiermaier and stole Ro- a base and overslid it and popped over-slid up. Overslid it. You know. They're the two biggest offenders, by the way, is Kiermaier and Rosarina. Yes. And they, and they, you know, they try to force the issue. I mean, they, they both are aggressive players. Now, Randy, who got plunked twice on Sunday, was not happy. He went all gronk on the baseball bat after the second time he was hit, and he spiked the bat. And uh, the benches, or at least the uh, you know, Cash had to come get him and, and walk him down to first base. He took it out on him though, like he stole second and third. Uh, I think he had like three steals in that game. But you know, um, he he is he's one of the biggest offenders for sure. So those two guys have run into their more than their fair share of outs. But yeah, they're horrendous. They're horrendous on the bases. And when you don't have much of an offense, I, I see why they want to push it. I see why they want to take the extra base, why they want to get, you know, steal bases, get in scoring position. But by the same token, you can't be stupid. You know, they're getting guys thrown out on ground balls to shortstop, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, at, thrown out at third. Like, you just can't do that stuff. So, you know, I, I don't – this doesn't feel to me like a raised team that's going to go very deep if, the, if, in fact, they do make the playoffs – because I, I think they're challenged offensively, and they were anyway. And when you get into a short series, you know, we've talked about this. Like, you're, you're, you got to have some dogs. You know, you're, you got to have the Aaron Judges and the Stantons and guys that are going to get big hits at big moments, one through eight. And I, I think the Rays are about four or five deep when they're healthy. And they're not even healthy right now. They're kind of spackling it together. And I credit, you know, them for, for, winning as many games as they had with so many guys on the IL. Uh, but my goodness, is are they challenged uh, as, as much as they've ever been in the past? I don't know if there's trades to be made. I don't know if they can bring in some more bats at this point. I really don't. They're pitching lights out. I mean, they're pitching their butts off. And losing Kittrich is huge. Mm-hmm. And i like to know how many Tommy John surgeries this is for the Rays right now, yeah. if it's anything above the norm. But it seems like, you know, every guy that's max use around here ends up with one. How about Jeffrey so, Springs? Yeah, oh my god. That's two been, really good starts in a row. Four out of his eight I think four out of his eight starts 
and or long appearance. I don't know where this includes starts and or long appearances, but he has had four appearances where he didn't allow a run. Mm-hmm. Not one. So, yeah, he's he's been terrific. I mean, like I said, they they find ways with their pitching. It's just it's stupid, and, and they'll get more guys back. But offensively, woof. I mean, you get past the four spot, the five spot maybe, and try to find a hit somewhere, you know, after that. Um, it's been grim. It's been, I mean, there's a lot of guys hitting, you know, highway numbers, I-95, I-78. Like, it ain't good, man. Like, there's a lot of guys below the Mendoza line. So, you know, they they definitely need an influ- an influx of uh, of offense. But, like I said, if I told you, hey, 10 games over 500, you know, here we are, middle of June, eh, okay. You know, by the end of the year, there might be 20 over, right? Like, okay. Yeah, I mean, but they're the 10 Yankees. over 60 in. So, I mean, that's a pace for it's pretty good. 90 a lot more plus than 20 wins. over. Yeah. Right, right, right. No, for sure. And and so it's not it's not a bad record. It's just it's the way kind of the way they've gotten there and sort of like yeah. okay, where is this going to get better? They're on pace for 94 right. and a half wins. Right, which okay. You know, we talked about this like, you know, their mastery of the Orioles is what got them the division mm-hmm. the last few years. You know, and maybe not so much starting out this year for sure. They go to Baltimore after they play the Yankees, by the way. So maybe they'll maybe they'll start to make a little hay up there, but because the Rosarana loves that ballpark, he gets like crazy up there. But you know, they're right where they need to be in terms of their record, maybe despite all these injuries. But um, you know, the Yankees are just having one of these starts that's just legendary, and Aaron Judge is carrying them like nobody's business. Turned down a huge amount of money, and he's gone out there and hit like twenty-four home runs already, or whatever. So it's going to be a great series, and looking forward to it. And that one. Uh, we'll start on Tuesday night, so we'll have all of that to discuss, uh, as well as anything that goes on with the Bucks in this off season. I'm going to take a little time off from the newspaper anyway. We we'll still be doing this podcast. Uh, might be involved if, say, Gronk were to decide to sign or something like that. Uh, but for the most part, this is the down season, the off season of uh, you know of the NFL. Uh, I, was, I was talking to Cyril Grayson the other day about. He's it. It like, man, it's been a long haul. You know, these guys they spent a lot of time. Um, you know, in OTAs and mini camps, and they're ready to get away too. And so are the coaches. Um, you know, so are the GMs in the front office. So this is sort of our break before yeah, the big so storm are the beat at writers. the end of July. <laughs> so are the beat writers. Oh my gosh, it's just been. You know, you, you forget. I mean, it really begins like this. This whole odyssey began last July, and now we're just now kind of getting our heads over the water a little bit, and then we'll be back at it by the end of of next month. And you know, away they go, and who knows where it takes them. But they certainly are focused on on winning it all, and they're not bashful about saying like, it's zero sum game. You know, this is it for Brady, perhaps, and they got a really good team, and they they feel confident about what they're doing. And we'll see if if Todd Bowles and his approach will uh, will improve on what they had last year or not. But it's it's going to be fun, and we're gonna have fun watching the Lightning uh, Wednesday night uh, in Denver against Colorado, man. That's going to be a great series and a chance to make history, make more history for the Tampa Bay area and and, uh, maybe, who knows, have another boat parade, which is uniquely Tampa Bay, and it's going to be fun to watch. So thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. For Steve Ersnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hey. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 